For you ladies here today, how many of you have ever thought, I'm done with cooking, cleaning, ironing, looking after that husband? I'm out of here. Don't raise your hand right now. How many of you uh, others have driving to work and thought, <laughs> I think I'll just go keep driving. I'm not going back to that place. How many of you have been studying, you finish one class and you're thinking, I'm overstudy? You know, at times we all want to quit. And it can be quitting a small thing or a massive thing, but the whole thing is quitting. Before you, before you do that, let me give you Galatians 6 verse 9, which says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, uh, for in due season we shall reap. We shall reap. You shall reap if you do not lose heart. Too many people lose heart and do not reap. If you've ever wanted to quit, you're in great company. Moses wanted to quit. Jonah wanted to quit. Elijah wanted to quit. Jeremiah wanted to quit. So many men and women of God through history have wanted to quit. I have wanted to quit. Teenager decided to quit school. He's had enough. His father said, son, you just can't quit. You can't do that. He said, all the people who remembered in history did not quit. Abraham didn't quit. Abraham Lincoln didn't quit. Thomas Edison didn't quit. Douglas MacArthur didn't quit. And Elmo Kringle didn't quit. The son said, who's Elmo Kringle? Father replied, see, you don't remember him because he quit. Don't quit if you want to be remembered. Vince Lombardi put it this way, winners never quit and quitters never win. Do not be a quitter for you will never win. You know, the pandemic's added a lot of pressure, pressure on finances, families, physical health, mental health, um, friendships, on jobs, all kinds of things. And research tells us that never before in history has there been this current level of anxiety. The last two years, rent has gone up 41%, particularly even more so on teenagers and children and young people. Antidepressants have never been prescribed faster. So if you are taking antidepressants, then that's okay. If ever there was a time where we could say it's okay to not be okay, I reckon it's right now. So don't be too tough on yourself, but also don't be tough on others around you because they're struggling and battling away and they're not doing that well. There's plenty of reasons for that happening. So remind yourself, you are not Superman and you are not Superwoman, all right? So you can't take on more than is reasonable. Don't quit because you are so important to God. What you carry in your life, no one else on the planet carries. What you can do for God, no one else on earth can do for God. You are uniquely chosen, uniquely anointed, uniquely called by God. And what you carry is so valuable, so necessary, so important. God needs it. We need it. The people around you need it. So do not quit. 
You are required. You are needed. You are essential. Please do not depart from others or from God because God has put on you something so amazing, so wonderful. You are gifted. You are anointed. You are filled with the Spirit. You can reach people no one else can reach. You can love people no one else is going to love. You can do things no one else can do. So do not quit. You are so valuable. You are so important. You are so necessary. Maybe that's one of the single greatest reasons for you not to quit. God needs you. We need you. We, everyone needs you. And another reason not to quit is to inspire others not to quit. Do you know, quitting has a massive ripple effect on others. Have you ever thought about that? You're quitting causes others watching on to quit, who then cause others to quit. So your quitting can cause 10, 20, 30 people to quit over a period of time. So do tell the person next to you, whatever you do, don't quit. Yeah, come on, don't quit. This is, this is no time to quit. Such a good point, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Do not quit. So don't quit on family members. Mm. Don't quit on your friends, on your job. Don't quit on giving up that addiction. Don't quit on that diet. Not looking at anybody, but some of you have quit. No, no, just kidding. Just kidding. No, that's just a joke. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> Don't quit on serving God. Don't quit on that project. Thomas Merton put it this way. Our job is to love others without stopping, to inquire whether or not they are worthy. Come on, church. You're not worthy to be loved, but people love you anyway. That person you strongly love, they're not worthy. That's not the question. Love them unconditionally. I long for the day the church of Jesus Christ models to the world unconditional love, which is what Jesus offers all of us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say, Tark, sort yourself out, make yourself worthy, then I'll love you. No, his love made me worthy. His love drew me to himself. The goodness of God leads to repentance. Let's be good to people. Let's love people. They don't have to earn it or deserve it. Here's my question for you right now. Are you a finisher? Mm. Do you finish what you start? You know, we all want to be able to look back and think, man, I finished. I got that done. Remember the end of my first year at Auckland University? I remember being in the uh, law school at that time. And I was at, near the end of the first year. And I saw these students and they were at the end of their, in their fourth year. And I looked at them because with envy, I thought, can I ever get to that fourth year? You know, I, I didn't... I didn't like uh, university. I didn't like studying. I didn't like the exams. I, I didn't like the research, and I didn't like doing assignments. I, 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 I love the rest of university. The rest of it was good. It's just those few bits that I didn't like. And, <laughs> and then I thought, could I ever get to the end? I hated lectures. I skipped too many. Uh, but anyway, I managed to get through. And, but I didn't quit. God established something in my life of not quitting. 
You know, life comes down to not quitting. We've got an epidemic of quitting in society today. People quit so easily. Ah, I'm sick of that, out of there. No, that's not quite the way I want it. I'm out of there. People go from place to place, situation to situation. People don't hang in there like they need to. What Jesus begins, he always finishes. He's a great finisher. You know, he'll never give up on me. Doesn't matter what I do, doesn't matter how much I fail, how many mistakes I make, no one will talk Jesus out of quitting on me. And he will never quit on you. He'll never give up on you. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you make, doesn't matter if you're the biggest sinner on the planet, he will not quit on you. He will chase you to the grave. He'll believe in you to the grave. He will. He will believe in you to the grave. I want to encourage you, believe in people to the grave. Come on, that person you're struggling, believe in them. Come on, church, rise up. Let's be what God has called us to be. Let's not go the way of the world. Let's, go, let's set a different example. Let's set a different model that the world can follow on and look on and think, man, I want to be a part of that community of faith. Philippians 1 verse 6, being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. In my early days of being a pastor before I was here, I remember being in my office, a person of influence came into my office and he said to Tart, he said to me, Tart, you've got two degrees. Do not waste your life on this ministry. You can do something with your life. Law, commerce, you've got a future. You can have influence. Don't waste your life. And it really impacted me. But I was smart enough to do this. I got up out of my office. I went straight to another pastor's office. And I said, you've got to pray for me now. And that person prayed for me immediately. And friends, I was okay. We nipped it in the bud. And I'm just so thankful to God that I did not quit almost 40 years ago. Because if I had friends, I would not be seeing what God is doing through my life and ministry in so many different areas. And I want to say, speak to you and look you in the eye online and house, wherever you are. I'm saying do not quit because you have no idea what God has got in store for you. You have no idea of the future plans and purposes of God. You have no idea how much fruit is going to come through you and your ministry and what you do for God. You see, if I had, if I had, not, if I had quit back then, I... See, I had no idea what God had for me, and you have no idea either. So hang in there, keep going, don't quit, because God is going to do some wonderful things in and through your life. It's no surprise the enemy wanted me to quit, because he knew the threat and the danger I was to his kingdom. So let's go to Daniel 6 in chapter 7, verse 7, because he was tempted to quit. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, tap traps, counselors, advisors, consulted together, established a royal statute to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lion's den. Wow. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, watch this, he went home 
And in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. And we know Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den, but he miraculously escapes. He was under huge pressure to quit praying. I imagine people around him even said, Daniel, do you know if you keep on praying, you are going to die And Daniel may well have said to them, if I quit praying, I'm dying anyway. Because when we quit praying, friends, we die spiritually. So here's a question I wanna ask. Why is it that Daniel did not quit? I wanna say just to you today that he had already made up his mind. Come what may, whatever pressure came upon him, he was not going to quit. My challenge to you today, online, in-house, make up your mind today. You are not going to quit. Nothing will ever cause you to quit in a situation when you know you're not meant to quit. Now sure, there are some situations we need to quit. There's abuse, there's injustice. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about situations where you know the right thing is to keep ongoing. And I want to encourage you to put it in your your thought patterns, put it in your decision mode within you that you will not quit. Because when the temptation comes, you're going to hang in there. You see, we are the results of the decisions we make. And we got to make decisions ahead of time. Don't wait until you're under immense pressure. Don't wait till you're about to be thrown in the lion's den to make a decision. Am I going to quit or am I going to not quit? Decide before the lion's den. Decide before the pressure. Decide before everything is going south that you will not quit in Jesus' name. Jesus never quit, so you should never quit either. Remove the word quit from your vocabulary. So tell someone close to you, I'm not going to quit. Oh, you knew a bit better than that, church. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually when I ask people to talk about money, there's a big rumble in the house. Everyone gets into it, but something like don't quit. I'm not going to quit. Actually, maybe I am. I'm not sure. No, no, don't do that. Don't go there. <clears throat> so right now, You may be in your darkest moment. You may be going through hell and high water. It's always too soon to quit. Always too soon to quit. You have a reason to live. God has a purpose and a future for your life. God declares that the best days for you are ahead of you. And so if you're down in a pit right now, you're discouraged and you're wanting to quit, I'm saying get up. (laughs) Get up and move again. Get up. The best days are ahead for you. Get up because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Get up because you are valuable to the kingdom of God. Get up and serve God. Get up and do what you know you should do. I'm speaking to someone online right now, in-house right now, and you don't want to get up. Everything within you says, I don't want to get up. I'm not going to get up. I'm saying get up. Get up, get up and move forward. Get up and serve God. Get up and be what God's called you to be. Get up and fulfill your calling. Get up and fulfill your destiny. Get up and make your God proud. Come on, by the Spirit of God, I prophesy into you right now. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Get up, get up, get up, get up and get going and be what God has called you to be. There's more in you than you realize. There's more anointing in you than you realize. There's more spirit in you than you realize. You've got more to offer than you think you've got to offer. So I'm saying, get up and get going in Jesus' name.
Everyone said? I'm not sure where that came from, but there you go. No extra charge. Don't quit because you're hurt. I've been hurt too many times. Don't quit because you've been betrayed. I've been betrayed. Don't quit because others have failed. I've seen too many fail. Don't quit because it's too hard. Don't be quit because there's too many battles. Don't quit because you've been fighting battles for weeks, months, years, decades. And I know some of you sitting here know exactly what I'm talking about, but I thank God you have not quit. You're an inspiration to so many other people. Don't quit because you will inspire others to not quit as well. Some people ask me, how have you kept going through your darkest times? And there's been a few. Remember one year we had three major crises in this church. Some of you will know about it. So difficult, so challenging, and so hard. I remember thinking that I'm not sure I can do this. I remember thinking I was at the edge of a cliff. And you may feel that tonight, today. And I thought, man, I could fall at any stage and it's over. That's how bad it was. So how come I'm still here? I'll tell you why. Get this in your spirit. Quitting was never an option. Quitting was never an option. And when it's not an option, friends, you can't go there. Because I'd removed it from my option list. And friends, I want to encourage you to do that today. Remove quitting from your options. You're going to hang in there. Better days are in store, friends. God's got good things ahead for you, for sure. I know that. Pressure to quit is greatest just before the breakthrough. It's interesting, isn't it? Because at that point, the enemy, every demon spirit from hell comes in against you and says, come on, quit give up. It's too hard. It's too tough. You can't keep going. It's not worth it. And all the pressure comes on because the darkest day is just before the dawn of something fresh and something new. See, God's got things in store for you. And right now, some of you are facing this intense battle within your mind. I just want to quit. I just want to call it a day. Friends, I want to encourage you. Stay in there a bit longer. Hang in there just one more day at a time because God can bring you through. And God, I believe, will bring you through. You know, some of you know about the Chinese bamboo tree. Very interesting tree. So it does nothing for the first four years. Nothing at all. You know, so it's been planted. There's nothing, just nothing. You're thinking, man, what a waste of time. But in the fifth year, suddenly it shoots up 90 feet in 60 days. So would you say the bamboo tree, tree grew in 60 days or in five years? Friends, I'm saying don't quit now because you may well be in the fifth year. 
You may well be at that moment where that tree is just gonna shoot up. There's gonna be a breakthrough. There's gonna be fruitfulness. There's gonna be a result. There's gonna be an answer. There's gonna be a healing, whatever it might be. You may just be in the fifth year at that moment where there's gonna be a breakthrough and something amazing is going to happen. You see, the darkest night is before the dawning of a new day. Remember David at Ziglag, he's lost his wife, his children, his kids, everything. His own men are gonna burn, uh, stone him. The city's been burnt down and, and everything within David must have wanted to quit, but he didn't. Within three days, he is anointed king over Israel. All the pressure came in the darkest moment before the dawning of a new day. There's someone here that I'm speaking to you right now, and you're saying, no, pastor, I'm done. I'm had enough. I am going to quit. It's too hard. I'm saying, do not quit, because it's the darkest day. It's just before the dawn of a new era. Hang in there just a bit longer. You're probably in the fifth year. This, the thing is going to shoot up 90 feet. There's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be an answer. Your best days are ahead of you. Take that on board in Jesus' name. Do not quit. I'm speaking to someone, maybe more than one person. Okay. There's no failure except in no longer trying. Just keep going. Let me give you quickly just some ways to not quit. <laughs> Number one, burn the bridges behind you. You can't have backup options, if you know what I mean. Elisha was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, all right? And when God called him to follow Elijah, what did he do? He burnt the plowing oxen, <laughs> he burnt the plowing equipment, he boiled the oxen, and they had a bit of a party. Luke 9, 62, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Don't look back. Tell the person next to you, don't, well, if you want to, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't we do that, eh? We look back. Some of you think, what was? What could have been? Got to leave it behind. Number two, <laughs> I like this. Hang out with people who don't quit. Come on. Hang out with people, hang out with me. <laughs> hang out with people who don't quit because your friends have a massive, massive, massive influence on you. Friends, your friends are, are such an important thing. And if your friends easily quit jobs, easily quit studies, easily quit living for God, easily quit serving God, easily quit attending church, then you are probably going to do the same. Hang out with people who don't quit, who hang in there and saying, no, I know what's happened. I know all the issues that are around. I know the battles. I know the struggles. I know this one's done that, but I am not going to quit. You're going to see me in church. You're going to see me serving God. I'm going to turn up if no one else turns up. I'm gonna keep going if everyone else quits. Hang out with people who don't quit. And guess what? Make sure you're one of those people who doesn't quit. Do you know why? A lot of people are depending on you. If you don't quit, you'll inspire hundreds of others not to quit in time. So it's, 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 it's a, it's, you do it for others sometimes because so much is at stake. You know, because quitting's like an epidemic. Don't you start the epidemic. Tell the person next year, I'm not going to quit. Come just tell them, I'm not going to quit. Yeah, I'm not going to quit. All right, next point. 
<laughs> there was a pastor at a staff meeting. He'd hand out a sheet of paper to fill in all the details of their visits and phone calls. It's not me, by the way. <laughs> in the bottom of the sheet, he had these words. Listen, great men are ordinary men who just wouldn't quit. They just hung around. Friends, why don't you be that person just hangs around? You end up doing something good for God. Number three, one day at a time. One day at a time. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God gives grace one day at a time. He doesn't give you grace today to face tomorrow. Don't think about tomorrow. Think about today. Get through today and you'll be okay. You see, we only have to love our children one day at a time. Can you do that? Just one day. Just today. Don't worry about loving them tomorrow. God will give you grace for tomorrow. You only have to love your husband one day at a time. And all the woman said, thank you, Jesus. One day at a time, just one day. You can do it for today. And husbands, you only have to love your wife one day at a time. You only have to love your teacher one day at a time. Your boss, one day at a time. Your pastor, one day at a time. So all you have to do. You only have to go to work. You only have to go to work one day at a time. You think, oh man, I'm sick of this job. I can't keep doing it. Well, just one day. Just take it one day at a time. Go to school one day at a time. You only have to resist temptation one day at a time. All right, my last point, stay close to God. This is key. You know, there's masses of promises in this book that we love to quote and declare and prophesy, but most of them depend on you being close to God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah, as long as you're close enough to, to Christ for him to do that for you. You know, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Yeah, as long as you're close enough to Jesus to be more than a conqueror. Some people take those words, that doesn't work. It works. The book works. The book works, folks. You just got to fulfill the conditions of what makes it work, all right? So you got to get close to God. You know, so we, we say, the, the, Daniel says, you know, the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Zechariah 4 verse 6 is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. See, it takes the power of God in you that's going to help you to not quit. He can energize you for whatever situation you're facing. Uh, Isaiah 40, 31, I say it so often, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You're saying, I haven't got enough strength. Are you waiting on the Lord? You're spending time in his presence. You know, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You say, but I'm fainting. Yeah, but are you waiting upon the Lord? Are you spending time in his presence? Are you being with him? You know, it's our relationship with God. At the end of the day, if, if your relationship with God is in order, you are matched for every season. You can't assume on that that you're matched if you're not spending your time with God. Because he's the strength within you that makes you match for the situation. He who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think or imagine according to his power that works in us. So as we stay close to God, we're going to get through everything. Some of you, as I close now, some of you may be saying, Pastor, after 40 years you've done of serving God and ministry, I'm so glad you didn't quit. My response, 
follow my example and don't you quit. Don't you quit. Don't quit on your parents. Don't quit on your children, even if they've broken your heart. Don't quit on your friends. You can put whatever word you want in there. Don't quit on whatever applies to you today. And don't quit on yourself because you're just too valuable. And God needs you. We need you. The church needs you. The kingdom of God needs you. The people around you need you. There are people right now that need you more than ever before. They need you right now. Six months' time, they may not need you like they need you right now. You, you know, I'm talking to someone right now. I don't know who it is. There are people around you right now that desperately need your love, desperately need your kindness, desperately need your support. Give it to them. You know, I've learned this in history, over my lifetime. At the times of your greatest need, you always remember who was there. You always remember who, who turned up, and you always remember who disappeared. <laughs> Be there for other people, folks. That's what church is all about. Don't quit on your struggle. You may be battling away that breakthrough you need, that answer to prayer that you need. Don't quit on your struggle. Go around Jericho one more time. Dip in that river one more time. Pray that prayer one more time. Don't quit on your struggle because God will get you through. But most importantly, most importantly, don't quit on God. Please. You might quit on people and all the rest of it. Don't do that either. But whatever you don't quit on God. He's never quit on you. Just remember, he went all the way to the cross just for you. People quit on God so often these days. So it must break God's heart every single time. Imagine if as many people who quit on God quit on you. We, we wouldn't survive it. So let's not be numbered among those who quit on God. There's never a good time to quit. And this is no time to quit. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Why don't you just close your eyes and open your heart to the Lord. I want you right now in the presence of God, I want you to make a decision and say, God, I will not quit. Not now, not in the future, on anything I know that I'm not meant to quit on. Just make that decision. Friends, decisions are so powerful. You know, you will be the result of decisions you make. And one of the best decisions you can make right now is I will not quit and I will not quit on God. I will not quit on God or on anything else. Come on, make that decision right now. Remove the word quit from your vocabulary. And be able to say like Daniel, like me, there's no quit in me.
there's no quit in me. You won't find, you can dig as deep as you like, but you want to be able to say there's no quit in me. I keep going through it all. Ask the Holy Spirit by His power to help you not quit. If you feel too weak to do this, the Holy Spirit's ready to help you. Ask Him right now, say, Holy Spirit, would you help me to never quit? His presence is here. He's with us. He's touching people right now online in-house. It's coming, a resilience is being poured into people's spirits right now, into their emotions, into their mind. There's coming a no-quit mentality. There's coming a no-quit decision. The kingdom of God needs you so desperately. The people around you need you so desperately. Don't quit on them now. Don't quit on them now. Just bow your heads in prayer for a few moments. People here or online, you don't know Jesus. You're not a Christian. You're not saved. You've never surrendered your life to the Lord. I want to give you that opportunity right now to make your peace with God. Or maybe you did quit on God, but you know today it's time to come back. It's time to come back to God. If that is you, I'd love to pray with you. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's Satan. He wrecks your life. But Jesus, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. The greatest life he'll give you is life in heaven. For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish. That's in the fires of hell, but would have everlasting life. I mean, you go to heaven forever once you pass from this life. If I'm talking to you and you want to give your life to Jesus, or you know you need to get right with God today, and you'll let me pray with you online in the house, but would you just raise your hand right now, please? Just hold it up for a few moments until I see it. Once I see it, you can put your hand down, then we're going to pray. Is there someone in the house, maybe in the other rooms, maybe online? All you've got to do is slip up your hand, please. Let us know. We'd love to pray with you before we close out the service today in just a few minutes' time. Is there anyone here? Don't be afraid. You're not here by chance. You're here by divine appointment. God has called you. Uh, he's got you to this place. And it's, uh, these closing moments of the service, if I'm speaking to you right now in the next 10 seconds, would you just throw your hand up and say, yes, pastor, you're talking to me. I want to be saved. I want to get right with God. I want to do it now. If that is you, would you lift your hand? Well, I'm going to pray a prayer anyway, because there may be others online or elsewhere that have prayed this prayer. So let's all pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You died on the cross for me. I confess my sins and I ask you to forgive me. Now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Amen.